This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios on this here Thursday evening. What? what? Yo, feel me, fam. It's been pretty crazy. First of all, uh, thanks very much for the response. Uh, see, so we've got a couple of people for the Australian coming on board, which is most enjoyable. And uh, look, we'll try to cater to every single audience indeed so first and foremost um i know a lot of people wouldn't really be aware of this in in the news um but uh in zimbabwe at the moment uh they had their fuel prices go from around one dollar us up to three dollars thirty the government raised it uh, they got currency shortages uh they actually use essentially mobile phone funds called eco cash uh food shortages and yeah you know things aren't pretty but what this uh discussion is actually on and i won't mention any names but basically my friend called me up and it was like bro i'm sorry that you can't hit me i can't hit you up on whatsapp or social media they've shut the internet down yeah <laughs> that's correct they've shut the internet down now i'm not really an rt dude okay i don't profess to understand really anything um my knowledge and education of it stopped somewhere around like 1997 <laughs> you know what i mean uh, but it's the the effect on the society because the society today is so entrenched in social media. It's so entrenched with uh, Tinder when you want to find someone to date. Your online banking. I mean, how many people actually carry cash, for example? Like, everything's online, you know? And those FPOS machines, like, you know. <laughs> and everything else that we see is based on the internet. So if you shut that down... Not only does it create chaos for the society, but it also brings to light how even me recording and uploading this podcast, we shouldn't be taking this for granted. And the fact that my friend in Zimbabwe brought this to light is actually incredible. And to be honest, <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm going to give this a punt. I'm going to try my very best to explain it, <laughs> even though I'm not really entirely sure. And then we're going to get into some more things about how I think it affects society, because that's kind of what more I'm interested in, right? But basically, um, we all know, the majority of people know about China, uh, the Great Firewall of China, where basically they closely monitor the internet, and, you know, for many people, it would be like, oh, well, you're not allowed Pornhub or you're not allowed, like, you know, racist people's homepages and, and everything like that. But it's also so the government can monitor the information going towards the people. 
And what's interesting is that we always hear about, I know it sounds lame, like the World Wide Web, and we think about it global, but from doing this research, what I've actually established is that a lot of the times it's still controlled by national boundaries and national countries and the the service providers or the the internet service providers within the actual geographical location and this later on will be the key to how you actually get around it so china uses various methods um again i'm not really an it dude so i'll try and put this as simple as possible um they basically everything that you go on when you type on on the internet like you know www whatever obviously you've got like internet addresses and then you've got domain you've got servers and everything like that the easiest way to explain this is basically with the firewall when you go to search for something let's say it's like democracy teachings or whatever you know the way that the servers provide up is it has to go to a server and a hub and they basically poison it or they put like a, a block onto it. So you know a lot of the times when you, you don't have Wi-Fi and you try to get on and you basically like the internet's not provided or you know the server you, is blocked. A lot of the times at work if you're trying to look at some gangster shit, <laughs> you know, it will say, well, it can't, it, you can't view this. And the simplistic way of doing that is basically that's how the government's controlling it. And what they're doing is they're also going to the service providers, like in Australia, it'd be like Telstra or Optus or Vodafone, and they're basically instructing them, when they say turn the internet off, what they're doing is stopping you from accessing the local servers within your country. So the way that Zimbabwe would do it is there's two main internet providers. So they'll go to the internet providers. You'll basically um, turn the switch off, right? So they'll order them to disable the service, you know, to turn the power off. And then what basically happens is that when you go to search for things, you can't hit the local provider. And then when you're trying to go for social media, the technology that it's using, again, I'm not an IT dude, I'm trying my best here, but basically the, the messages that it's sending are being blocked, right? And so China's not the only one, um, you know, you see it around the world with when there's political unrest. So, for example, in Egypt, when they had the revolutions, um, Turkey, uh, of course, in sort of the war zones like Syria and everything like that. But also even countries like India. So I, I didn't actually realize it, but India is one of the most prolific countries in terms of um, shutting down the Internet. You know, so for example, they had political unrest in the Western Bengal and had a 45-day shutdown. What I actually found funny is in certain areas, they shut it down so people can't cheat on their exams. And um, the International Council for Research on International Economic Relations, y'all actually practice that. Honestly, that's like the first time I've ever practiced announcing something for this show. I usually, well, you know, I go freestyle. Well, they were saying that between 2012 to 2017, 16,315 hours of internet was shut down, costing the Indian economy $3 billion. And as I was saying to you, each country has basically its servers and its hubs, and it's all connected by either satellite or essentially millions of miles of optic cables right all around the world. What was actually interesting is that there's not only the countries that can shut down individually, 
but also there's hubs within certain areas. So, for example, Miami is like a main hub for all the cables and the networks. If, for argument's sake, I hope it doesn't ever happen, but let's say a tsunami hits Miami or, you know, a terrorist attack or whatever, if those hubs within Miami are destroyed, 90% of the... Int- 90 Nine zero ninety percent of the internet traffic between USA and and Latin America will go down. So we establish now that basically you can do government regulations, you can control the actual companies providing the internet, and then essentially you just block access to the network, and you also block access to specific sites and then specific things like social media. So in Zimbabwe's situation, what they would literally do is, like I said, go to the internet providers and be like, yo, switch it off. Literally, just don't allow anything to get through. So that was my best... (laughs) I don't even know if I massively fucked that up or not. But honestly, I tried. (laughs) Like, I I, I genuinely tried my best to explain it. Um, So the way that you get around it because it's still tied predominantly to countries, is what's known as the v- VPN, right? So what people do with the VPN is they actually do virtual private networks. And what actually happens is that it was started with uh, companies trying to... So Coca-Cola in Atlanta, for example, wanted to have a private network for all their information. And then when Canadian Coca-Cola started up, they need to access the private information of the company, so they set up networks to do it. So how people get around uh, these firewalls and everything like that is they use what's known as these VPNs, and it changes the geographical location. So if you use Zimbabwe, you can try to change your VPN number so it looks like that you're actually um, in Australia or somewhere else, and that's how you get around it. But more importantly... Um, I'd like to address the the social issue on this because, you know, uh, to confess my age, I'm in my early 30s. I mean, I look like I'm 21, (laughs) but I'm in my early 30s. So I remember a time where you didn't have uh, smartphones. In fact, a large part of my life, we didn't have smartphones, and we, we rocked the old school Nokia. So, yeah, I'm pretty good at Snake. <laughs> I'm just just saying I could probably kick your ass. But anyway, um, so I've now seen the, the younger youth coming through where their, their world revolves around, uh, you know, RG, Facebook, uh, to a certain extent, Twitter. And life has become more about uh, how many likes you get, you know, the 10-year challenge which has been going on IG recently has been fascinating because you see these Instagram models about how, you know, they changed. Uh, they went from, you know, your regular Jane to these stunners and clearly had so much work done. And society is now heading towards um, image. I mean, society was always image. You know, like people would always watch the Milan catwalks and everything like that but now it's so in your face every minute of the day that everyone's watching what you're doing and how you're acting and you know i'll get cold out myself that's why i did that australiana podcast um because there's now social norms of you should be posting about sneakers and what you're eating and where you've been and i've gone to gym and 
you know, dating is done online, so you no longer go to the pub, people don't know how to converse, it's like, now I've got to get the right image for Tinder, you know, uh, your work's done on the internet, I mean, if you take the internet away from my industry, the world stops, like, literally, the, the, the world stops, if you take away the internet, and you take away the phone, uh, you know, because I do international trade, you know, the commodities around the world. So I think that what this Zimbabwean situation has done, what well, we saw in Turkey a couple of years ago, we saw it in, to a certain extent, China, is we need to start asking ourselves a very hard question of, yo, the internet doesn't exist, then what happens? Let that sink in for a moment. The internet doesn't exist. You, you, in particular social media, then who are you? How are you judged? How do you pass your time? How do you feel confident? Who do you follow? Who do you admire? You know, <laughs> you're feeling kind of naughty and you can't Snapchat that and send that. So then how do you do it? I remember because I was younger, so it was like on the phone, you'd call and you'd talk to people, you know. Uh, online bullying, I mean, I was bullied at school, but, you know, you finished at 3.30 p.m., 4 p.m., you went home and chilled. Now, you know, everyone, I don't know how these young kids are doing. I understand now all you suicides going up because people are constantly getting bullied online when they're going home and the parents are thinking that they're chilling out. You know, how do you connect with people around the world? My favorite thing about social media is like just connecting with dudes overseas, you know? Like, <laughs> you can be, I can be live on radio in Perth, my, my friends are listening all around the world, and I can send it to DJ Premier. Shout out to Primo, by the way. And Primo can be like, yo, that shit's the fucking bomb. You know, Chuck D or Sway or, you know, Uncle LL Cool J. The LL Cool J can be like, yo, you shit's 100. Um, so there's so many positive attributes. But I think that we now need to take a lesson and really appreciate what it is that we have. And ask ourselves, if we didn't have social media, what would we be doing? And maybe, you know, whilst I tried to... Whilst I really tried to explain how it was done, I think the point of the message I'm trying to get across is let's just have a moment of reflection of who we are and where we're heading, you know, and what it is that we want to do and what it is that we want to achieve and how we're going to achieve it. And maybe, you know, spend more time just chilling with people, like catching up with people. Maybe realise, you know... Social media is just online bullshit, you know? Like, not to be taken so seriously because the reality of the situation is that at any moment it can be switched off. You can't control it. You, you cannot control it. So start thinking about, yo, who am I and what can I do? Yo... That's about it for today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining me on this journey. Um, we've got a lot of interesting things coming up. 
you know, we've got some dudes talking about flat earth theories. I've got some interviews coming up. We've got health dudes, we've got hip hop dudes, we've got everything else. So, yo, stay tuned. Uh, to those of you listening around the world, really appreciate it. For those of you tuned in Perth, you want some local content. I mean, I'm, I'm here to provide it as well. All right, peace.